CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. Thank you for stopping by. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host. Well, this week it's going to be kind of a shortened program because it's kind of a shortened week. Now, normally this podcast drops every Thursday night at midnight East Coast time, but the Emmys are this Sunday night. And what I always do in my blog, now I'm going to be doing it on my podcast, is I review the award show. And it's usually bitchy, and it's usually very snarky. I mean, I'm a little upset that I'm not going to win an Emmy this year, even though I was not nominated for anything, even though I had nothing to put up. But still, I think I deserve an Emmy. But I will be reviewing it on this podcast. So what I'm going to do is write my review right after the award show on Sunday night, and then I'm going to record it and post it here Probably Monday morning. So next week's show is going to be a little bit longer than a week. This week's show is going to be a little bit shorter. Okay, a couple of things. Number one, the contest is closed. Thank you so much for playing the game. Got a lot of entries and also a lot of potential winning entries. What we're going to do is have a drawing on the next episode, which is the Emmy Review episode, and we'll be giving away that cheer script written by me and David Isaacs, also signed by me and David Isaacs. Once again, thank you so much for playing the game. Okay, so what are we going to do this week? Well, this is another one of my adventures in television, and of course, it is filled with craziness. Also, I'm going to be doing my spoof on talk radio. Should be a fun show. Let's get it going right now. Hollywood and the Vine. If someone were to ask me to tell one story about Hollywood that perfectly captured the essence of what it is like to work in the entertainment industry, I would have to think this one is the one I would tell. And it goes back to 1980. My partner David Isaacs and I get a development deal at a company called Lorimar. Now, first of all, what is a development deal? Well, that is where a studio has you exclusively to develop pilots for them. They pay you a lot of money, you come up with pilots, and hopefully you get a couple of shows on the air. And if the show that you get on the air happens to be Cheers or Frasier, then everybody makes billions of dollars. So it's kind of a gamble on their part, but generally it worked out. At least it did back in those days. Now they don't want to spend money for anything. But development deals were very popular back in 1980. And the company that hired us was Lorimar. 
At the time, Lorimar was really riding high based on the strength of a couple of our dramatic shows that they had on television, notably Dallas. This is when Dallas was at the absolute height of its popularity, the Who Killed J.R. era. They also had Knott's Landing, but they didn't have any comedy, and so they wanted to get into the comedy business. The president of Lorimar was a gentleman named Lee Rich, and Lee had been in the industry for years and years. He was in advertising in New York in the 40s and 50s, and he was really kind of a gruff guy. But he spoke his mind, and he was a terrific salesman. Going off on a tangent already, I remember one time that we went to CBS to pitch a pilot. And we heard that earlier in the day, Lee Rich was going to join us and be there for the pilot. Okay, great. So we go, and we meet with Kim LaMasters, who was the head of comedy development at CBS. And the meeting starts with Lee saying, I have heard a lot of ideas in my day, and the guys have one of the best ideas I have ever heard. And if you don't buy this idea, you are a fucking idiot, and I'm going to go across the street and sell this thing to NBC in two minutes. Okay, guys, pitch. Like, okay. So he pitched our pilot idea and Kim said, yeah, that is a good idea. And he bought it in the room. And as we walked out and walked to the elevator, Lee turned to us and said, hey guys, that is a pretty good idea. (laughs) He had never even heard it. Anyway, so that was Lee Rich. He was a tough businessman, but he was also a showman back in the day when showmen ran television and not mega corporations. So we do a couple of pilots for Lorimar, and they don't get made. And then we do a pilot for ABC about the White House press corps. And at the time, we thought this was really a great idea because you have this group of people that were all in competition with each other, but they also were all friends. So they were colleagues and competitors. And we thought, no, they're going to be, you know, sneaking around the White House and hanging out in the Rose Garden and that sort of thing. Well, we went back and did research and found out that actually, no, actually, they all stuck together in one room. And they all had to move as a pack. They did not have free reign of the White House. So none of the story ideas that we thought we could do were at all plausible. And we realized, well, Jesus, we really don't have much of a show here. Plus with ABC, and I've talked about this in my blog, they were so afraid of the politics of this show that not only were we not allowed to show the president, we were not allowed to name the president, even a fictional president. We couldn't say President Jones. We just had to refer to him as the president. So you're doing a political show and you can't do any politics at all. And nobody can get the jump on anybody else because they're all stuck as one as a group. Oh man, it was a bitch to write. We wrote it and ABC decided not to make it. It was still too controversial for them. Okay, so a couple of months later, we hear that HBO, which was starting up at the time, was looking for new original product and was looking for comedy projects. So we go back to New York and we meet with Michael Fuchs at HBO, and he said that he had read our pilot 
about the White House press corps and thought it was an interesting area, but he wanted us to redevelop it. And he said, my one rule is it can't seem like a show that a network would air. It has to be very different. So we went back to Los Angeles and completely redeveloped the show and wrote a very edgy, dark, satiric show. It was very, very different from the one that we had developed for ABC. And we turned that in to the folks at Lorimar and we get a call to come to Lee Rich's office. So we go to Lee Rich's office and it's about 1030 in the morning and Lee is fuming. And he says, this script is the biggest piece of shit I have ever seen. There is no way that I am turning in this script. There is no way that I am going to have Lorimar's name on the cover of this piece of shit. That's how much he hated it. And we said, well, yeah, but this is what we were told to do. I don't care what you were told to do. This is absolute shit. And I'm going to call HBO and I'm going to apologize. And I'm going to say, we, we can't turn in this script. So we go back to our office and like, wow, what do you do with that? And about 15 minutes later, our agent calls and says, what happened in that meeting with Lee Rich? And we said, well, we got handed our heads is what happened in that meeting with Lee Rich. Why? She said, well, I just got a call from Business Affairs and they want to get out of their development deal with you. So whatever happened, apparently they no longer want to be in business with you. That's how much they hated it. We had, I think, like six months left in the deal. And I explained to her the situation and she said, okay, well, sit tight. Then I'll say if they want to pay you off for six months, you're happy to leave. But otherwise, you're going to show up every day. We said, fine. So that's what happened. And then we get a call back from her later in the day saying that uh, Lorimar came back and said, oh, oh, no, 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 no. You know, we don't want to pay him six months. Uh, No, no. uh, We thought they were unhappy. And so we were like accommodating them. And she said, no. They're very happy taking your money and they will be in the office every day. Now, a couple of things to make note here. Number one, Lorimar at the time was putting together a big ad campaign for the trade papers for The Hollywood Reporter and Variety. So David and I went to a professional photographer and got our pictures taken. There was a whole campaign called Lorimar is People. And then there would be a big full-page ad and our picture, and it would say Ken Levine and David Isaacs. All of the producers that they had under contract each got this page. And ours was supposed to run two days later. We had gone to the photographer about three weeks before, and our full-page ad was supposed to run two or three days later. And Lormar, being punitive, pulled our ad. Ooh, ooh. What an arrow to the heart that was. Well, later that evening, there was a Lorimar cocktail party, and everybody had to attend. Now, you can imagine how uncomfortable we felt having to go to a Lorimar cocktail party the day that Lee Rich tried to fire us. All right, we have to go. So we do, and Lee Rich is there, and like we're afraid to talk to the guy. 
And he comes up to us and it's, boys, boys, how are you? Have a drink. Here, have some food. Want some shrimp? Come on, let me make you a drink. As if none of this happened earlier in the day, which, again, is is truly television. <laughs> well, now a couple of months go by. Yes, they, they pulled a rad. Oh, my God. A couple of months go by, and then we get approached by the Charles Brothers and Jimmy Burroughs to do Cheers, to produce the first year of Cheers with those guys. And we jump at the chance, but... We have that development deal with Lorimar, and we have to get out of it. And so our agent had to call business affairs at Lorimar. We still had, I think, three months left on the deal and see if Lorimar would let us out of the deal. Now, Lorimar could have been total assholes and say, no, no, you're here for the next three months. We don't care if you lose the job of your life. You're under contract. You're here for the next three months. Well, Lermar didn't do that because what they did instead is they heard, wait, you mean we don't have to pay him for three months? Yeah, they can leave tomorrow, which we did. And so the next Monday, we moved over to Paramount and we became co-producers of Cheers and they were still in pre-production. So this is now 1982. And wouldn't you know... The day we arrived at Cheers, we get the trade papers, the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, and there on the back page of both trade papers is a big ad, Lorimar is people, Ken Levine and David Isaacs. There was our picture the day we left. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Hollywood. Hollywood and Levine continues after this. If you listen to sports talk radio, you know that a lot of the shows, especially the the talk shows with multiple hosts, are just scream fests. You know, you just have these angry guys that are yelling at each other. It's very harsh. It's very brutal. And for whatever reason, that seems to sell, you know, Mike and the Mad Dog, radio, that type of thing. And for a number of years, I was co-hosting Dodger Talk on KABC Radio in Los Angeles and the Dodgers Radio Network, along with Josh Sushan. And one night, I just kind of got into a mood and decided to do my version of one of those sports talk hosts that hated everything. This is actually on the air, and it sounded just like this. This is KABC Dodgers Talk with Ken Levine and Josh Sushan. This is Dodger Talk. This is a new version of Dodger Talk. And I have to say, Josh and I are so angry we could spit. Dodgers only won 9-1 to today. What's wrong with these guys? They should have won 15-1. to how, how come they gave up a run? It should be at least 9 to nothing. This is an embarrassment. We got to get rid of We Fire everybody. Fire everybody on this show. All right, you people, call up. <laughs> call up. We haven't heard from, from Orange County. 
What's the matter with you idiots in Orange County? Call us up. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go to Sam. Uh, our buddy Sam. Sam in Buena Park, what do you want? Man, I love it how you guys dog on Steve Phillips because, uh, you know, I joined the bandwagon. Every time there's an ESPN game, all these guys, they don't know what they don't know the Dodgers. They don't know what they're talking about, those guys. <laughs> like they should fire them all. Get rid of them. Like Steve Phillips is saying, oh, when the Dodgers get healthy, those are going to come back. I mean, that's obvious. And then he says, Corey Wade. Are you serious? Corey Wade got options in AAA today. Yeah, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? So, Sam, so, Sam, what's your point tonight? Make it a good one, Sam. Dude, I, I love today's game. Chad Billingsley, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he's going his playoff go tee. I think that made him look older. He pissed older. And the player again tonight, I'm going to have to give it to Russell Martin and Mark Loretta. Russell Martin, he called a, he called a great game. Billingsley commanded his pitches. Russell Martin called uh, great pitches. You know, he had the baddest chipper tones on. Ah, you always cry babies for <laughs> Russell Martin. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know what, man? This game, like, ESPN, they don't know what they're talking about. Joe Morgan's talking about Chad Billingsley throwing changeups. Are you serious? They should fire everybody. Thank you very much, Sam. <laughs> Call back again. one 888 kbc Wait a second here. Let me just take a sip of, uh, of Bigelow green tea. Ah. I feel much better. I, I feel I feel much better. Bigelow green tea, no wonder. Joe has made it part of his daily ritual. It's the right thing to do. I, I, I feel much better, Josh. Just, it just calms you down and you just relax yeah. and realize that there's no need to scream or yell or fire everybody. Yeah. You can just relax and... Nine to one, Dodd, that's pretty good. Hey, hey that's that? pretty good. I've wow. been happy with a two to one victory, but nine to one. Nine to one, that's that's pretty outstanding. And Chad Billingsley, wow, he did a great job. <laughs> okay, that'll do it for this shortened edition of Hollywood and Levine. Before I go, however, I want to read the list of the shows from the contest and the order, and then I'll play the montage back one more time. Again, we had a number of people who got it right, and on next week's show, we will have a drawing and determine the winner for that autographed script of Cheers. Okay, so the shows were in order. The Jeffersons, MASH, Open All Night, The Tony Randall Show, After MASH, Mary, Cheers, Big Wave Dave's, Wings, Becker, Almost Perfect, Frazier, and The Simpsons. Okay? One more time. Jefferson's MASH, Open All Night, Tony Randall Show, After MASH, Mary, Cheers, Big Wave Dave's, Wings, Becker, Almost Perfect, Frazier, and The Simpsons. Okay, now that you know, listen to it one more time.
Okay, and I will hopefully see you again early Monday morning with my review of the Emmys. Our thanks to Adam and Susie Meister-Butler, to Howard Hoffman. Howard, by the way, also produced that montage. And John Wolford and Randy Thomas. So get ready for the Emmys. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.